0: Available now at CritAcademy.com, our brand new
1: book, Earth: Tips and Tricks, Volume 1, featuring all of your favorite monster variants, character concepts, encounters, magical items, and so
0: much more. Grab your copy today for only $9.95. Keep your blades sharp and spells prepared, heroes. And now, from the Crit Academy Studios, sponsored by our generous patrons, here's the show. Take it away, boys!
2: Welcome heroes to the Academy. I am your host Justin. I'm your co-host Brandon. I'm your co-host Dan. What's this- up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> this podcast was created to provide you, our heroes, with new and reusable material for both players and DMs. <laughs> We're fucking old. Yeah we are. <laughs> <laughs> We're only here at
1: 30s. Go! That's old. We hope to inspire you with creative content that you can bring with you on your next
0: adventure. A show may not be suitable for young children, but neither is the indie games.
2: This episode is brought to you by Jeff Stevens. The Fruit of Evil. A halfling girl battling a rare disease that no magic can cure. A fruit which has the power to heal and the power to corrupt. Now guarded by mad siblings. A journey through a hostile forest, a trap tower, and a dungeon to retrieve the fruit to heal the young girl. Will your heroes be triumphant, or will they perish while attempting to retrieve the mysterious fruit? Head on over to Academy.com slash Jeff-Stevens to get your copy today. If you're looking mm-hmm. for some good adventures, there's a link in the show notes. You can help support our show by supporting Jeff for a couple bucks a month. Uh, well, a couple bucks for his adventures. They're really good. They are Check good. them out. Um, check it out. Check it out.
0: Check it out. Check it out.
2: Check it out. So thank you for joining us today here at Crit Academy Studios, where everything's made up and your roles don't matter.
1: Yep, that's right. Your roles are like a lawless land. So, anarchy? You
2: gotta give it some emotion. What kind of emotion do I do with that? It's lawless land. I mean, what that that means virgins dying left and right, homes getting pillaged and robbed. So, so in other words, post-apocalyptic or Western? Both. I
1: was thinking Western. <laughs> Anywho, um, oh my god, I want to play that so bad. Red Red Red, red, red the, Redemption, too. yeah. Did I you know, see I the guy that got banned? All yeah, he videos. got
2: banned because he like beat a nun, dragged her by horseback, and then threw <laughs> her to a crocodile and then beat her head in.
0: I thought it was a uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it
2: was a woman's suffrage woman. It, yeah, it was a woman uh fighting. It, well, she looked like a nun, but she, uh, she was fighting for like women's rights and some shit. I don't know, get, but it was horrible. I get, felt get, bad just watching. <laughs> I was like, no wonder they banned his get, ass. Well. But, but it's part of the game.
0: Yeah, but the guy's like, I didn't kill her because she was little suffrage. She was annoying. I walked into town and then she's like, start, start screeching, and then she would talk over the guy I'm trying to talk to. I got <laughs> sick of it, so I killed her.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was it was horrible and entertaining at the same time. Anyways, um, so we got a really great episode for you today. Uh, but before we get started, we like to start off every episode on a high note, and we do that by giving away wonderful fat loot compliments of our sponsors.
3: each episode we will draw one lucky subscriber's name and they will win the five-star rated adventure banquet of the damned compliments of goblin stone goblin stone is a community project for DD fans based out of the uk they aim to be a place where you can team up with professionals to turn your ideas into high quality products and give every fan a chance to get published be sure to head over to www.goblinstone.com or you can check out our fellowship link on our website, www.critacademy.com.
2: Ian, who's our winner today? Faye hey, Ririk at iCloud.com. congratulations uh ferreric uh if you enjoy the adventure please leave goblin a review let him know what you like and what you didn't like and help him improve his product moving forward we got a really great show for you guys today um our let's talk about blank segment is a question from chris involving orcs our main topic today is the laws of the land this is something i feel like gets left out of a lot of um, D&D games except for the times where the players do something that piss off the DM and then conveniently the guards show up um, <laughs> but they're like never present any other time
0: <laughs> yeah I've had to. I, I never pl- played with them when this came up but I knew a guy who when he DM games every time a player did something he believed was truly foul mm-hmm. some of the entire universe was about to punish them <laughs>
1: <laughs> and my brother in law do that once they like, came into a pub it's like yeah I want to hit the, uh, the bartender I'm like what yeah, I want to punch him square in the face. I'm like, uh, what's your passive? Oh, it's this. There's four really, really big guards standing outside. I'll still let you if you want to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you hit the bartender.
2: People like the bartender. Yeah, this is a good source of information. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we have and our. And beer. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we have our fourth and final segment, our Unearthed Tips and Tricks, uh, where we bring you new and reasonable material for both players and DMs. But before all that, we have In the Realm, where we spend a few minutes talking about what's going on in our realm. So, Ian, what's going on in your realm?
0: Well, a couple things. But the first big thing is, and I do mean big thing, I got me a new bookshelf for my grandpa.
2: Yes, I saw the pictures. It's very nice. It's very huge. And you filled it already.
0: Which actually made me sad. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, I gotta make me this thing so I have space for more books! Only to realize, huh. I still have no, no more space for, for, for new books.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
0: And although it's an older game, by older, I mean couple years old, I fired up Tyranny just for the heck of it, because it was on sale on Steam over the weekend, and so far I kind of had fun with it.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I think I've messaged you, I really, I've really, i been looking at a good, old, like, Baldur's Gate style game, and Eternity, uh, Pillars of Eternity jumped out at me, and then so did uh, Tyranny.
0: Well, both Pillars of Eternity and Tyranny are both made by, by Obsidian, and I, oh, and I know that. that Paradox also published uh, Tyranny. Oh, okay. But the general premise of it is, okay, you're basically working for the Empire from Star Wars, and you're basically a middleman in the bureaucracy. <laughs> Brandon, what's going on in your bill?
1: Uh Looking for new work right now, doing some more job searching. Uh, Talked to the wife and decided that at some point, sometime soon, I'm going to be going back to Mott to become a sign language interpreter. Fascinating. That's dope. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Can you interpret this? Uh, fuck you!
2: <laughs> what do you know? That's exactly what that means. Yeah, I was high interpreted. <laughs> Fucking bitch. I thought that means. I
0: thought that means. We dare you, Frenchmen, to cut off our middle fingers, for we are longbowmen of England. Yeah, <laughs>
1: okay. that's my favorite <laughs> never story. Heard of that That I
0: actually know. is what that means. Whatever. Oh, we've never meant.
1: heard of that. No. Time out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you don't know the origin of the middle finger. Uh, it's between my index. Not and where bow. it's at. You oh. fucktard. <laughs> the one in the middle of the hand. The Battle
0: of Agincourt during the 100 Years' War between England and France.
1: Before there was a large battle, there was heavy cavalry and a lot of Frenchmen on one side of the field. And English longbowmen, pretty much the only unit they had over there, on the other side of the field. The Frenchmen would flip them off, saying that they would cut their middle finger off when they get to them. For the survivors, because that's what they needed for their profession. At the time, if you didn't have a profession, you were pretty much worthless, right? Get. (laughs)
0: I thought it was the Englishman that flipped flip, flip off the Frenchman because there was a messenger saying, w- when we win, we'll cut off your middle fingers. Oh, yeah? Come and get it.
1: <laughs> Vice versa. Yeah. But But uh, that night it had rained. Yep. And when the French went to go attack.
0: Because heavy armor.
1: The heavy cavalry and all the heavy armor, they got stuck in the mud and all the English bowmen picked them off. Oh, no. And all the guys that actually managed to get away, they started flipping them off as they ran off. Oh, cool. And that's where it came from.
2: Yep. Come and get got it. got a history lesson. <laughs> Thank so what's going, on in, what's going
1: on in your realm?
2: Um, <laughs> uh, I've been spending uh, a lot of time uh, playtesting uh, Spellbreak. Now, because it's under NDA, I can't say a whole lot about it. Nope. But you've seen a lot of the footage. Of I am the, amazed how locked down that thing is, too. Oh, it, it, it really is. Um <laughs> It's a if you don't know it's a battle royale game similar to like Fortnite or PUBG, but the difference is is you're casting spells via like gauntlets that you can choose and combining them with different effects. Like for instance, the wind gauntlet, one of its abilities creates a wind tornado. If I then have a fire gauntlet and throw a fireball into it, it becomes like a flaming exploding tornado, which is pretty dope.
0: You're wizards.
2: Yes, it's basically a wizard's battle, um, it, and it's it very like fast so paced um, and very strategy oriented even to the point that I won without actually killing anybody. It was pretty <laughs> glorious. Okay. Um, but uh, So I'm really enjoying that, and I'm looking forward to doing that. I've been doing some recording and footage and everything. Can't share it with anybody, but um, I'm going to probably release some stuff when the NDA lifts, lifts. So keep an eye out for that. So that'll do it for In the Realm. Brandon, if they'd like to visit other realms, <laughs> how can they do that? You can visit our website at criticadamon.com, where we
1: have a link to audible.com, where you can get a 30-day free trial and a free book.
0: Yeah. Actually, in the realm, (laughs) I'm surprised neither one of us mentioned the D&D game last Friday.
2: Oh, I didn't have enough time. Can't talk about everything. Um, We had a great (laughs) D&D session where Dipstick here (laughs) took a bad guy and just threw, and the the bad guy was grappled to him, so he just ran into, with it on him, this little tiny doll was like on your back, right? Basically evil Chucky doll. Yeah, and then he just jumped into a a corrosive ooze to kill it. I'm just like, fuck, what am I supposed to do with (laughs) that? Like a tiny creature inside of a giant creature, it t- she couldn't get out. It was terrible.
0: It was like, wait a second, I'm being gra- I'm being grappled by this thing, and like, where yes, she's on me, but I can still move. Yep, and she'll move where I move. Yep, I dive into the ooze that we're fighting.
2: What? Yeah, it was it was it was terrible. I <laughs> think that's, that's smart. <laughs>
0: and the ooze actually did more damage to what. The uh, I'm pretty yeah. Her. I'm pretty sure that I
2: had a what the fuck on my face when he said he was going to do that. I was like, I didn't even know what to do. So <laughs>
0: you did. It was like... I, I
2: rolled with it, and it, it worked out pretty cool. It so. did work out pretty good. <laughs> Um, so moving on to our next segment, we have our Crit Nation, uh, let's talk, we have our Let's Talk About Blank segment. Our question today comes from Christopher B. In your your game, do orcs always fight to the death, or when faced with overwhelming odds slash possible defeat, will they retreat to fight another day? I think
0: most monsters in general that you fight in most games, the DM by default hasn't fight to the death. But I don't think there's any reason for them to fight to the death if the DM really wants them to, uh, you know, like, be smart. What would you do? I could definitely see how, like, uh, some, some, some orcs, I can definitely see how some tribes, some warrior classes would have a mindset nice, of uh, fight to the death, no retreat. But I could definitely see some, like, you know what, maybe a tactical retreat or so we can fight another day I will kill you tomorrow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Brandon? I think it could go well with a uh, what was that? Chain of command. Like the lower the the chain is like all the grunts and such, the more likely they are to back off. Because that's stupid. That's what I would think. Rather less stupid.
2: And you know what? I think that's the way some people think. I'm actually of the other mind that if the players engaged in the uh, a small um scouting party or a small party with that has a chain of command, I feel like if the leader died they would run. And I've had I've had him do all the things we've discussed right right I've had him stay and fight to the death I've had him run when the uh, the, uh, the the captain run while his minions take the brunt of the assault and I've had and, and more recently I'm more of the mind that if the captain goes down before the minions the minions will often run away and um,
0: actually I can see if they if they withdraw, this could create potential roleplay opportunities as well
2: oh yeah you want to elaborate
0: like some works of when one turns around you have not seen the last of me, Dennis! <laughs> I, I
1: saw Dennis coming <laughs> somewhere. He was going to be mentioned.
0: And you might see them again. Remember me? What? Hey, you're that guy whose butt we kicked that one time.
2: Know <laughs> what no, I mean? Yes, I got you. You can call me Dennis the Menace. Um... <sighs> So like
0: yeah, joking up still to do it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You nailed it. Um, so I think it really just depends on the type. And there's another way you could take this too. Different orcs have different clans, and because of those the clans clans to have different cultures, right? And you could have a non-violent set of orcs that. They're not trying to fight to kill or, or or fight to the death themselves. They're just trying to uh, um, distract you or or just trying to keep themselves from dying. And um, so it really comes down to you as a DM. I think any one of these are a valid choice for orcs, yep. um, unless you're follow- like you're they're they're heavy into following Groomsh, Then they're probably going to fight to the death. Um, but that's just kind of Groomsh's thing.
0: I am bazoo of the Cog Clan.
2: Oh my god, motherfucking bazooka, really? <laughs> 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 God, damn it i'm gonna steal that one of these days uh, yeah so chris those are kind of our feelings on it um you really can do this any way you want we all three have different opinions on how it should be handled and they're all um, legit <laughs> and they're all legit so run it how you think is best uh when in doubt just overrun the players till they're all dead <laughs> and wave after wave after wave
0: or when in doubt throw a huge curveball at to players and dumbfound them
2: how would they do that I don't know oh. on the circumstances it's a good point like I would I just envision them throwing rocks at like an arc angle <laughs> like <laughs> a curveball uh, all right that'll do it for our let's talk about blank segment I hope we answered your question today if we didn't please uh, contact us and let us know and all that jazz now moving on to the meat and potatoes of the show our main topic our topic is the laws of the land. Um, if you don't know, Dragon Heist is one of the most recent releases from Wizards of the Coast. Yarp. And it comes with a very interesting uh, segment in the book. Um, all about punishments and crimes, and, and, or punishments that fit the crimes. Um, which is something that I feel like, and this might just be my games, is missing in a lot of cases. Yep. Um, I don't know if you guys agree with that. I think that's actually true for a lot of games,
0: because let's fa- face it: the uh... how's that one meme go? <laughs> the four classes that every D and D party is actually four murder hobos. That
2: <laughs> yes, that's actually a class now. By the way, yeah. you can find on DMs Go. Um, so yeah, I, I was really excited to see this in the uh, Dragon Heist magazine. Uh, there's a link on our website uh, under books and in our show notes. You can pick up uh, the Dragon Heist. Uh, book through our affiliate link it's currently on sale as the as of the recording uh here uh on the 11th of november um i don't know how long that'll last but uh definitely click the link and check it out we'll get a little uh, affiliate kickback for that um so uh punishment for a crime can include many different things um and it's really just based on the nature of the crime wouldn't you agree yeah yeah ideally you know, and also depends on you know who you are and if you've got a previous record, right? Sure. So all that stuff kind of comes into play, but they basically have uh, a set uh, a set number of categories that kind of everything falls under. Um, the first one being death and exile, right? That's kind of the most extreme of the of the the the, the punishments. Would you agree? That sentence is death by exile. <laughs> to a desert. <laughs> There's flogging. What is, what is flogging? Can of nine tails whip. Oh, like cracking the whip on people. Yep. It's pretty severe. It, yep. It's pretty nasty. It sounds there, like. There's
1: a whip, and there's a flog. And a na na. Well, my f- <laughs> a flog is a. I don't give a flog. I don't give a flog. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a whip with many whips on it, and on these whips are usually hooks certain pieces oh, of metal, shit. and they hit or you. Or broken th- glass or clay. That's harsh. Yeah. Mm. If you want a good rendition of what that looks like, go watch Passion of the Christ. Go. Yes, I've seen that, and it was terrifying. <laughs> yes, yep. that, that's what flogging is. Uh, so
2: it, it, <laughs> it, it also notes that I think they, you know, Ugh. you can get flogging, but there's different number of strokes depending on the severity, right? Yep. Which and, makes it that much worse.
0: And the Romans head down to a science to the point where, okay, if we flog somebody this many times, it'll probably kill them.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: am I wrong? No. And we also have hard labor. Any, I think
2: we all know what hard labor means.
0: Where for a period of days, months, years, depending on the crime.
2: Yeah. So, what hmm. kind of hard labor would they have in 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 Forgotten Realms? Breaking apart stones in the quarry. Oh, that's a good one. That's exhausting work. Yep. Getting whipped <laughs> by a like a, a, a taskmaster. Break that stone apart. Okay.
1: <laughs> now put it back together. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I'm not a wizard! (laughs) Um, Of course, the most common thing I think we have run into is imprisonment in the dungeon. Um, Generally, depending on the severity of the crime, determines the length of time that you are imprisoned. Um, And I think... I've only played this out a few times, but in the times that I have... It's became uh, a thing where the guards often beat the players, or yep. they mistreat them, they don't feed them, or something along. something well, that can really tax the players physically and mentally.
0: And something that you might want to take into account, too, though, is, like, okay, imprisoning your, your martial classes, fine, that's fairly straightforward, but what about magic users, especially high-level magic users?
2: Well, in a place like, uh, in this book, place it takes place in Waterdeep, you know, you, you assume that they've got magical mantle uh, uh, manacles that will, you know, right. dampen magic. They've got wards to prevent people from getting in and out with, like, teleportation. So I assume in a place like Waterdeep, they've got all that. Uh, someplace like, you know, Hillbilly Bob's Village probably doesn't have that <laughs> sort of stuff, right? Okay, we're going
0: to keep it keep you gagged, and we're going to have you wear these special medicals that are actually in the shape of gut ones but you can't with the fingers, you can't use them in that so mad crap.
2: Oh, nice. <laughs> I like that. Um, they're, they're, they're too small. Crap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, another popular one is finding people.
2: Yeah, that's, you know, a lot of things that comes up in 5th edition is my players have all this money and they don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I how know many, what to do with it. I was going to say, how many things <laughs> are they doing that are within the law, right? A, you know stuff like I mean if they do, you find them enough while you drawing your weapon in public more that'll be 50 gold pieces
0: <laughs> and suddenly that paladin in the park who was really annoying something seems really smart
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want you I want you you break the law you gotta be punished shut up paladin. <laughs> but I'm right shut up <laughs> uh,
2: that's funny.
0: all right and, uh, and in the same vein of fines yes I have paying for damages like you injure somebody you pay for the treatment you break breaking property you fix it or you pay for it to be repaired
2: <laughs> yeah and this 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 can also kind of come in tandem with you know imprisonment and hard labor as well yep right which is kind of uh fits in line with that the last thing is an edict um uh, basically forbidding the the suspect from using specific actions or doing something very particular. Um, <laughs> and a violation of that can result in any of the number of the previous things, a fine and imprisonment, or you know, even yeah. hard labor, which, once again, that's something I've never used.
0: Yeah. Actually, I, I, I can't find it ironic that you just were because as we established before, I was playing Tyranny. Mm-hmm. And you, you're basically, in the, especially in the opening sequence, playing as essentially the mouthpiece of the Emperor for this region. And he basically, basically, they're trying to conquer the, reconquer this region because they were in rebellion. But the two main armies he had were, were scoring around and not getting the job done. So they send you to whip everybody into shape. Right. But, we also pat, but the emperor also passed a magical edict which sealed the area. And part of the edict was, if you guys don't conquer this land within eight days, we're blowing the entire freaking thing up, no matter who's in it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Including you. That's like That sounds like a Saiyan thing. I guess Saiyans would do that. Right? Maybe that's just me. Um, <laughs> so, so there's some hardcore ix right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, these are these are really powerful tools as a DM, in my opinion. Yep. Um, things you can leverage and use when you do get the quote unquote murder hobos, right? People who are pushing their weight around in villages and are just starting shit all the time, threatening to punch the noble in the face, you know. There are crimes and punishments Ooh. that they would have to deal with. It's not so simple as, I'm an adventurer, I can do whatever the hell I want.
0: What well, the part of this edict is you get hit, hit with a, a magical brand that actually magic- magically keeps you out of the city.
2: Oh, <laughs> shit! See, that would be really good for, like, the exiles and stuff. Like, you physically cannot come back in. There's a barrier, a magical barrier that stops yeah. you. Ooh, I like that.
0: And, the, and actually, in order to stick, there was, like, the Rogan probably who was a murder hobo, and he actually was given a curse by some paladins. <laughs> this thing... Okay, if you kill anybody within the city, the curse will go off, you'll become uber sick, <laughs> and paralyzed, can't do crap.
2: <laughs> they warn him ahead of time? Yeah. all the stuff? That's cool. Yep.
0: So when they, which actually kind of backfired in a way, because the, the city ended up be, being, <laughs> undergoing a huge siege by some enemies, he's like, I can't kill anyone, because of this stupid <laughs> curse. But then he accidentally chipped, fell outside of the, the, the walls, landed in the middle of the enemy, he's like yes <laughs> i can count <get kicked laughs> off now
2: <laughs> that's funny um so in the dragon heist book they uh they actually break the crimes down into categories uh four different categories if i'm not mistaken you have crimes against lords officials and nobles right yep. you have crimes against the city Yep. and there's some interesting stuff i want to talk about there uh you have crimes against the gods which is pretty fantastic and then you have crimes against citizens so at first, I didn't really understand the difference between crimes against the city and citizens, but they actually do do, they mm-hmm. do break it down pretty good. Um, so we're probably not going to go into in-depth in all of these. Um, we're going to touch on a few that are interesting and that make sense. And some of these, these, some of these fit to all categories. I oh, know, yeah. Like uh, the most common one or, that I think affects all categories is using magic to influence a lord or official without consent. How much do you think something like that would cost without looking at your notes?
0: A lot. Because well, a lot's relative depending on uh, right.
2: well, a thousand gold pieces. Hmm. That's a lot for low-level parts like a thousand <coughs> gold pieces. Hello, characters. Only a thousand? Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know that that might come with the risk uh, come with uh, the 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 risk versus reward. That'll keep low-level players from I trying to do that shit. But you're right; it ain't gonna stop higher-level players. I actually, think could be like, a deterrent though.
0: Norway, For example, I believe when they hand out parking tickets, they actually bill you in accordance to what your income level is.
2: Oh, that's pretty dope.
0: So, like, if, you like, uh... Basically, if
2: America did that, it would be a much better place. <laughs> right.
0: Like, um... Like, if your average Joe did... You're like, okay, you're fined 50 bucks for this speed ticket. If you're a multi-billionaire, you're like, okay, you're being fined $100,000 for this ticket.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I can just see a millionaire be, like, making it fucking rain. Yeah, here, I'll just pay you in advance. And I'm just gonna drive my Lambo at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> um... Until mass law occurs. Yes, which undoubtedly <laughs> they will get out of because they always do. Um, so when it comes to crimes against lords, uh, officials, and nobles, um, what are some other uh, punishments and for crimes and punishments that kind of fit fit against them? What are some more examples of crimes and punishments against lords and officials and nobles?
0: Assaulting or personally your lord. S- sentence.
2: Death. death so that's an interesting one because it's not just assaulting but it's impersonating what is something that happens all the time in D? the bard transforming to a dude and uh... bard rogue anybody disguise kit that's a that's a very common thing once again i don't think i've ever charged a player with impersonating somebody because you know once they get found out there should be some sort of punishment i i've not ne- i've I don't think I've ever done anything with that. Have you guys been in a game where you've tried to do something like that or somebody has and it got janked over by the DM? Be like, uh, yeah, you've been uh, found guilty of impersonating a noble.
0: I've impersonated being a noble, but not a specific noble.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, the fact that this is a death punishment is huge.
0: But, but I get it at the same time, too, yeah. in society. If I remember that one game, made on Why am I not on the list? I am invited to this party! Why am I not on the list? I am a noble from this area! Won't be that big of a dick about it. He has to be a duel. <laughs> That's kind of the reaction of the guy had the
2: right. Game. right. <laughs> yeah. So this this really caught me off guard because once again, this is something that happens in my games all the times, but I've never had a guard say, "Oh, you were you are impersonating noble uh, Joffrey. Time to take you to the chopping block. Arrest this man." So now that person, what? especially at level one, level two, level three, they are boned.
0: And uh, then you have the bit and part, do we rescue him? Do we let him die? Because he did kind of sort of break the law, but at the same time, we got to need that guy for that one mission.
2: And see, so, and that becomes. But um,
0: well, we do that, then, then we're breaking the law, therefore.
2: And I think that that could be something that could be rough on the players because if they don't have a physical, a, a big attachment to that person, I'm like, oh, eh, we'll go find somebody else. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> it may not be worth it for them trying to, you know, skirt or, or trick the guards or bribe the guards because there's a lot of risk involved.
0: Although, that, that, that could open up some potential o- role play opportunity, too. Where, oh, for sure. Well, in the sense of, I can see someone going, you know, I do need some work done, and you're about to be
2: executed,
0: so maybe if you do a, this favor for me, I might stay your execution, just saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that leads into a small side quest, which yep. then could get you in more trouble, right? Yep. And speaking of assa-
1: assaulting or impersonating, it's also officials and nobles, which is uh, a lighter punishment but still we got anywhere from uh uh flogging to imprisonment up to a 10 day for what that this is the assaulting or impersonating of an official or noble oh okay yeah and a fine of up to 500 gold pieces now how long is a 10 day i forget that a week week. one week 10 days that's why it's called a 10 day (laughs) we have an intergalactic week to respond
2: how the hell long is that Um, so the other uh, thing that would come against to cry, cry, uh, that comes to mind when I think Lords officials and nobles is blackmailing, blackmailing. Um, so blackmailing an official comes with a punishment of flogging and exile up to 10 years. Once again, this is something that happens often, especially if you like to run a political intrigue game where they could easily be caught for this. And so how are you as the DM going to follow through with that? Whipping the shit out of those little bastards. (laughs) Yep. (sighs)
0: <sighs> I can imagine some plot twists coming from trying to blackmail somebody.
2: You know, we know you're
0: fooling around with his, with his mistress. We're to get out? get out. You idiot! I only married my wife, wife
2: for political reasons. Get,
0: ha- take Taking mistress was her idea.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> can I? Can I kept me out me her bed? <laughs> that's funny. Um, the thing <laughs> the I want the, heard...
0: the sad part is during during Nobility, I can actually see that being oh, done for sure. <laughs>
2: the The interesting thing is, um, the murder of a, lo- uh, a lord, official, or noble is, in fact, death. So once again, when you have those murder hobos, they might be strong as adventurers, but they can't take on entire armies. Nope. So once they're captured, and uh, Kevin, the same thing too. I think like
0: most people envision like all the non-players that aren't masters. Like, oh, you're just some those here farmer militia men. Um, yeah, the, no, how. Monsters exist in the world, so it stands to reason that, that that law enforcement or military would have some pretty ba mofos as well.
2: Yeah. Well, and also a number right, <laughs> that too. You can just overwhelm them. Um, but and obviously, if blackmailing, if they're found guilty of blackmailing or murdering or something like that, um, if they want, if they avoid getting caught, they probably can't come back because now there's wanted posters everywhere, right, for yep. what they've done. Which can I can gradually see over time. Like all those short, long rests that they take, we're gonna rest for a month, spreading to local villages and towns over time, which is pretty neat. I can do these. So, uh, going into the second point, which was crimes against the city, Brandon, what are some examples that come to mind to you when you think crimes against the city? Arson. That, that's a big one, isn't it? Yeah, you know, uh, burning this motherfucker. Let's come on, Pookie. Let's burn this motherfucker down.
0: <laughs> so you might want to watch those fireballs when you do them. Oh, thanks, Ed. Yeah.
1: What's that? <laughs> uh, he says that he promoted us. Woo so That went appropriate. And he played five RPGs and one board game. He got the drink and hang out with
2: Richard Baker. That's dope. Neat. So yeah, arson is a big thing that happens very regularly. Um, especially with Fireball Spell spell and and Firebolt and and all that stuff. Those things light shit on fire, so start burning stuff. And keep that in mind when somebody burns down a tavern. We've all all been in a game where somebody's burned down the tavern, right? (laughs) Somebody's got to pay for that shit. Uh, Do you
0: know what the differences between good, evil, and neutral parties are? A good party when somebody tries to start a bar fight will just get up and walk away. A neutral party will happily s- s- get involved in the bar fight. An evil party will walk out-, walk out of the bar, bar the door shut, then nuke the place down with a fireball.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see somewhere where uh, two guys get to a, a fist fight in a, in a pub, and one throws one onto a table and it breaks. The bartender says, oh, you're going to have to pay for that. But he threw me onto the table, and he goes, doesn't matter law of the land says, last person to touch it.
2: <laughs> um, so those are things that we've seen happen regularly. Uh, so, now there's something else that happens in uh, the cities all the time, Brandon. What do you think that is?
1: <laughs> Brandishing weapons.
2: Did you know that's, that's against, due against cause. the law? That, against the law, without due cause, without a reason. Uh, which means le- that leads up to imprisonment for up to a 10-day or a fine of 10 gold pieces just for drawing your weapon. And or. And or drawing. Oh, yeah, okay, i bought And or uh, a fine. <laughs> um, just for drawing your weapon, which is something, he- once again, adventurers do all the time. So why are we as DMs not enforcing that? Is it because it's such a little thing? Or does it not add value? Or does it add value?
0: I think to a degree, it also might d- depend on where you are.
2: Well, this is a, a crimes against the city, so I would assume right. you're in a city. i just been generally speaking. Oh, uh, Yeah, like out in the middle. I mean, yeah, I suppose some people might be lighter on it than, than <laughs> others, but especially with all the alcohol that goes around, I can definitely see why this would be a law.
0: Oh, great. Now, <laughs> I'm picturing some uber u- legalistic city that has multiple guilds and everything must be filed paperwork first before you actually do it. Oh, you, you wish to adventure? Well, did you f- first get a membership and license from the Adventurers Guild? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> You you must go to the Adventurers Guild. You must submit a request to get a license to fill out in your bucket.
2: What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fucking bureaucracy. You mentioned the arson. <laughs> we didn't actually talk about some of the punishments that come with that. Depending on huh. how severe it is, it could be death. It could be labor up to one year and fines or damages up to two uh, to cover the costs plus 2,000 gold pieces. That's <laughs> huge. How much damage did you do? Yeah, 1,000 gold. Can I just give you 5,000 just to make this go away? <laughs> Uh, I think that would fall under bribing, right would that fall under bribing <laughs> bribery? yeah, just like just make this disappear
0: uh, no, 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 I mean, just pay you more money up front, so the uh, those who are who are duly compensated uh, extra,
2: okay. I gotcha,
0: not trying to bribe the official uh gotcha, I, I, gotcha. I, like uh can I just pay way more than what you're asking for just to not deal with it
2: <laughs> so they they get down to some pretty good uh <laughs> pretty good points um forging of an official document is punishment by flogging or exile uh, up to 10 summers, which is insane. Um, Once again, that's something that has happened numerous times in my games, and I've never thought, oh, they got caught. Well, shit, there should be a severe punishment for that. No, it's just like, this is a fake. Get out of here, fool. You know what I mean? I never thought you're arrested. Um, So as a DM, this one little section in this book has really given me a lot to think about. Um, They even go down to fucking littering. Like it's two gold pieces and an edict: no littering, no more. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. They're doing it to begin with. I've never really thought about <laughs> the players littering. Like, I mean, has that ever been a thing? Look, man, there's huh? no toilet. They have to go, and there's an alley right there. I mean, does <laughs> corpses count as littering? Because <laughs> I guess that's I, about it.
0: I think it counts as murder. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um. So this was. Uh, there's one other thing. Uh, that really stands out about this that I think has a very interesting um, punishment and that's the poisoning of the city, poisoning of a city well.
0: Wow. Yeah, I can see how that gets some pretty harsh punishment there because people are relying on the thing to survive.
2: What do you think it is? Death. It, it absolutely <laughs> is death. So once again that's a to me, that is a, a, a powerful tool. Um because I can see an entire uh, uh, an entire uh noble uh, espionage thing going on where one house is indicated in the poisoning of this well when in fact it was somebody else and now the heroes have to kind of figure something out, like that out. So th- these are also really good tools for uh, you know, plot points and story elements. Um, and So kind of moving on from that, there's, there's a lot more options than we're discussing. We're just talking about oh, some yeah. of the more interesting ones. Um, the third point they have is crimes against gods. Crimes
0: against the church. Crimes against religion. And note how it is very well established in the lore of D&D that the gods totally exist.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, I think I've asked this probably on the show before. One of of the, the crimes against the gods is tomb robbing. Is that not literally, by definition, the very thing that adventurers do?
0: Yeah, well, are ring dungeons—that that's definitely an option sometimes. Yeah, hmm.
2: it, it's tomb raiding, robbing, right? I mean, grave what, robbing, what, 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 tomb robbing, grave robbing. whatever. I'm, yep. su- I'm assuming they're the same. Yeah. Um, at what point is it no longer tomb robbing and it's just adventuring for archaeo- being an archaeologist? <laughs> no, in seriousness, <laughs> like who draws that line? They're like, oh, this shit is only sixty days old. That is definitely tomb ra- grave robbing. I was going to say archaeology, but you know I mean, who draws that line? Does it have to be like a thousand years old before it's okay, that's all right. He went and robbed that guy who died long ago. nobody cares.
0: It also might be depending on hug of a lawyer you have,
2: I suppose <laughs> um, but it actually the um the price isn't actually that bad imprisonment for up to ten day and damages covering the cost of repairs and five hundred plus five hundred gold pieces.
1: If you send it to a museum, it's archaeology. If you take it for yourself, it's great, robbing. <laughs>
2: Oh, maybe that's the difference. <laughs> uh, what are some other crimes against the gods? Uh,
0: Disorderly conduct within the, the temple.
2: Oh, shit. That's a whole. That's an everyday occurrence for adventurers, isn't it? Bust in there assuming that the father leading the temple is a bad guy? Yep. Pretty common, right? Starting fires, burning manuscripts and shit. <laughs>
0: oh, we also have a. Uh...
2: Hell, oh, if you're walking
1: to a church and pelvic thrust towards a nun, you're probably going to get punished for it. I'm pretty sure
2: that falls under public blasphemy, doesn't it? Probably. Uh, against a god or a church is not it is
0: not at all how blasphemy is
1: spelled. <laughs> hey,
0: <shut> Blufferny. <laughs> <Whatever. laughs>
1: Blufferney. That's, that's a class you take to learn how to bluff. Shut up. <laughs>
2: So blasphemy, um, that's only an edict though, but I can easily see a fine being tossed into that as well. And it wouldn't be a fine, it would be a generous donation to the church. <laughs> <laughs> Here is my tin bucket fillet, bitch. <laughs> um so there's some really good stuff on there. Gravel copper. <laughs> <laughs> assaulting a, a priest or a lay worshipper leads to imprisonment or uh, damages uh, up to 500 uh, gold pieces. Um and then really the 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 last one of interest is crimes against the citizens. Now we had crimes against the cities already. Now we got crimes against the citizens, against the common folk. So, what do you think the most common one we've seen as D anD D players is assault? Yes, very much <laughs> assaulting a citizen. Uh, its punishments include things like uh, imprisonment up to a ten day, a flogging, and damages up to a thousand gold pieces. A thousand gold pieces for kicking that farmer in their nuts for being a dick. <laughs> like <laughs> that just that just blows my mind. You assault. You assaulted that,
0: that, that, that waiter. Look, I told him the soup tasted bad, so I dumped salt on his head.
2: Assaulted. <laughs> 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 oh That's God. terrible. That's a good <laughs> joke. I like that. Um, so this, because this, the, the, its damage is up to 1,000 gold pieces and flogging, that, to me, shows that even the weakest of the uh, citizens has a lot of power over the heroes. Yep. At level 1, heroes are going are to push their weight around all the time, level 2, level 3. 1,000 gold is a he- hefty price. If you can't pay it, you end up in prison. I mean, yep. that's, that's
1: oh once again... God, that would tie in for an awesome uh, encounter. You know, based, based on what we're talking about right now, uh-huh. all of the adventurers are sleeping, and a citizen farmer, uh, mar- market person, whatever, comes up, takes some of his goods and puts it in their bags. And the next day, claims oh, that they stole his oh, shit so oh, he can get gold shit. from it.
2: That is shit. That is baller. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. Oh, my god. That would be a real t- thing to When do. you said uh, citizens well, there have a...
1: just as much power over the uh, adventurers as everyone else, I'm like, oh, what well, kind of power would they have? Oh, my god. That would be bad. <laughs> well,
0: if the place were addicted to the farmer, I could see him, he's not get revenge. <laughs> <laughs>
1: way back who shit is this?
2: <laughs> uh, what are some other uh, crimes against citizens? why damaging property or livestock <laughs> That's another one. Uh, what is that what is the cost of something like that
0: D- uh, cur- covering the cost of damages, repairs or replacement up to heaging goat
2: pieces. So is, this geez. is something that they focus on livestock here, and I think yep. that's interesting. Because yep. livestock is the life of a farmer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you just go around willy-nilly, oh, man, I only need three experience to level up. Fucking, I'm going to stab that boar in that guy's property. <laughs>
0: I remember there was one GURPS game where... <laughs> that has actually happened in one of Part of my a games. adventure one time was a farmer's flock of sheep got stolen. And I can't remember this completely right, but we tracked down some, some goblin tracks to a tower. And one player, player apparently decided to go... You know what? All those goblins are up at the top of the tower. I'm going to take care, care of this now. He conjured up a massive fireball spell, threw it up in the air, came down to the top of the tower, and basically torched all the, the goblins. Like, okay, we now have a safe entrance. They-, they scaled the tower so they could work from the top down. Uh-huh. But when they got there, they saw a, f- a uh, flock of torched
1: sheep. <laughs> 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 and it happened ah. to die goblins. <laughs> the-, the fireball comes <laughs> and hits the top of the tower, and you hear <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: And there's, like, one... That's a weird like, sound for a goblin. And there's, like, a one Randolphus going, uh... <laughs> he's like, he's like, shell-shocked. <laughs> 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 he's like, um... I think we have screwed this one up. So...
2: <laughs> you a get co- the idea. <laughs> I do. The, uh, <laughs> there's a couple other points here I want to touch on, and two of them are relatively related. Murdering a citizen without justification. You know what the punishment for that is? Death! Death or hard labor up to 10 years, and, and damages up to 1,000 gold pieces to be paid to the victim's kin. Now, the one that's right next to that one is murdering a citizen with justification. That's not nearly as bad, but it's still exile up to five years, or hard, hard labor up to three years, and damages up to 1,000 gold pieces. So either way, you're at 1,000 gold pieces. It was self-defense, Okay. Yeah, I so once again this is something that should come up far more often in a game than I don't that I actually think it does. Um so I so I I have a question for you guys. Yep. If you're a player, yep. and you do a dick move and you stab a a villager for whatever reason and the guards came to arrest you for this, how would you as a player and as a character react to a situation like that? So, what's my move, Pete? What's my, my <laughs> move Okay, so we got, we got Ian's going to run away, so he'll probably never be able to come back, right? What about you? Should I assume that they saw me do it? Well, they obviously know you did it for whatever reason. I'm not going to sit here and try to come up with something, but they obviously know you did it. Sorry. <laughs> You'd apologize? Do you have a thousand gold pieces? Let's assume you don't. What level am I? <laughs> level two. <laughs>
1: What's my movement speed? <laughs> 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 That's the, the thing they pick up.
0: But question, what's the to go <laughs> of the slowest guy in the party?
1: Just trip your
2: friend. <laughs> you oh. think you can outrun a bear? I don't have to outrun the bear, I just outrun you. <laughs> um, so, I have rogues, so I can do it. <laughs> the reason I brought that up is because <laughs> if you did something like that, and the guards found you, would you be mad at the DM for arresting your character for mm, 10 years? Or would you just roll up another character and be on your way?
0: Kind of a like coin flip on that one, really.
2: You think so?
1: I think I'd be a little pissed off at first, until it gets explained to me. I would think the biggest did something wrong.
0: I would think the biggest thing, though, is during session zero, establish there are laws in the villages. There are consequences for your actions.
1: I mean, how did yes. Amber feel when Boulder got arrested?
2: I don't know. You should ask her. <laughs> I haven't talked to her in like three years. Well, do you get what I'm saying, too? Yeah, no, I I totally understand you. But but see, to me, that expectation should already be there.
0: But how many games did you play where you did crap and there were no kinds of equations?
2: See, that... quite a few. But that, that argument by that... Argument, I would say that, well, every adventure, or every encounter I run is different from the previous, so sure, but there's an actual, yeah, I, I understand, but I think that, um, <laughs> I also think that as a player, and maybe the DM does need to say that, is there are consequences for your actions, there are laws, and you're expected to abide by them. And that's not me trying to control you. That's what makes the world alive, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody's got to uh, abide by that. If you see a, guy, a group of soldiers grabbing a, a, a thief and dragging him over to the chopping block and lopping off a hand, mm-hmm. I think you'll be uh, the player themselves would think a little more cautiously about stealing something from a cart. You yeah. know what
1: I mean? I <laughs> think be hilarious. Oh great! You got a DM running a, a campaign, and they get a hold of this book. Yeah. Well,
2: that's how I met my wife. <laughs> Ed. what by making noises like a, ma- a your mating call yeah oh great okay that's funny i don't know she why but
0: sh- i briefly like flashback to that one b- bureaucracy thing i mentioned uh-huh. okay i have my paperwork filled up to get, to get a license from the uh um, guild okay um your paperwork should be ordered wait a second i don't see a stamp what do you mean this paper was not filled out by the scribe's guild what
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um what were you gonna say Brandon? he got a DM who's been uh, campaigning for a year or two, and he finally gets a hold of his book and he decides that he comes up to his players, his guards come up and be like so, you guys have been around for a year, and you have some retroactive laws that you've broken
2: (laughs) oh no (laughs) now that you've robbed that tomb and I know you're loaded, time to pay up so you got grave robbing you used to have 14 citizens (laughs) oh my god how awesome would that be as a a player (laughs) I just thought of an awesome character concept. Your character concept, he's a bounty hunter, and he's just tailing up every crime that they do along the way so he can get half of the cut. <laughs> and then, by the way, excuse me, sir, and unrolls like six feet. These are all the crimes you guys are um, being charged with, and yeah. I, as the witness, can can prove it. Zone of truth, did you do all this? Yes. I want my cut. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be a hilarious turnover. Um, anyways, um, so there's a lot of stuff that the, the this um, – the, there's a lot of laws in the land that the Dragon Heist book goes into, and I believe that it is a must-have for any DM. I think there's a lot of stuff that goes into running the land that we as DMs and as players overlook, and the question that always comes is how do I deal with murder hobos? The, here are the rules for that. When they do this shit, punish them, kick them in prison, roll a new character, your guy's in prison for 10 years.
0: Great, now think about that. At the end of the first Path of the Caribbean movie, movie about the hang Jack Sparrow, mm. and reading off his very long list of crimes. Yes. <laughs> 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 and how he took off a, a couple of them when they're yeah. mentioned. Right, <laughs>
1: right. Say, oh, I remember that one, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> crimes for a person near priest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so i can't recommend this uh, this book enough uh the adventure is amazing um we have a, a link at our website at critacademy.com um or you can find a link to the book in our show notes like i said earlier uh, <sighs> it will be through our amazon affiliate link and then it is on sale as of this recording nice. so definitely uh check that out um i'm from the adventures union you just can't <laughs> <laughs> so that'll do it for our main topic today, the laws of the land, right from Dragon's Heist.
0: Isn't that a guild basically a
2: union? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. i never made that connection before, just until just now. <laughs> oh, God. Um, There's one other thing I wanted uh, to touch on, flogging. Flogging. How would you make flogging in a game with HP seem serious? Ooh. G- give them exhaustion. <laughs> Nailed it. That's exactly where I was going. Ooh. I think exhaustion is a great mechanic for that because it's not something you can recover from easily. I would say if you're going to flog them within an inch of their life.
0: no, will have five of exhaustion when they're done.
2: Yeah. And so they're out of, their for their flogging, they're out of play for a while. For, for almost a week. Yeah. So you while everyone else is venturing, you can roll up another character and they can temporarily fill in with a, a hired hitman or something, you know? Um, so that's a good way to deal with those murder hobos and stuff like that. So um, I think that's awesome. Uh, before we move on to our fourth and final segment, we want to take a minute to uh, let you guys know that we have a Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform that allows creators to build relationships with their most loyal fans, known as patrons. It is a tier-based reward system that allows you to support your favorite creators for as little as $1 a month. Do you think our show is worth $1 a month? That's, what, three to, that's four hour and a half to two hour episodes every month. Um, that's a lot of content, there's a lot of work I know it doesn't seem like it, but there's a lot of work That goes into all this stuff I buy that for a dollar Um, uh, so if you think our show's worth at least <laughs> a buck Um, please help us out there Or p- pick up one of the higher tiers You can also pick a t-shirt up from our swag section They're in t-shirts Yeah. Um, I, me- I
0: remember one of our patrons. Page- our patrons actually bought a t-shirt once, and he flew that nerd flag all over
2: Facebook. Oh, yeah, he did. Took some pictures and everything. Two, a couple of them did. Yeah. Hmm. Um, the other thing is, you can uh, Brandon accepts commissions, I think. Uh, <laughs> 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 they're fully colored art uh, for $20 or line art for $8, so check those out. And then, of course, the best way to support us, um, Jeff Stevens is currently a, uh, a sponsor, so go to CritAcademy.com slash Jeff-Stevens and just purchase one of his products. That helps. Before we, move, uh, before we uh, move on, we have one more gift to give away, compliments of Lorsmith.
3: Each episode, we will draw another lucky subscriber's name, and they will win the best-selling adventure, The Claws of Madness, compliments of Loresmith. Smith is a small indie team of creative artists who remember exploring the realms together with friends, finding incredible places, and meeting colorful characters along the way. They set out to deliver an experience that sparks those lasting impressions that pushed them to create their first standalone adventure, The Claws of Madness. This best selling adventure is one that you don't want to miss.
2: Brandon, who's our winner today?
3: Our winner for
1: Laura Smith's prize this week is Caddis. <music>
2: <laughs> Congratulations Kadis um, We hope you enjoyed the adventure If you did, please leave Laura Smith a review And let him know what you like and what you didn't like Fuck your D20 I will whip your ass, boy I will grab you by that ponytail And drag your punk ass out to my yard And shove your face in a pile of dog shit Eat a
0: dick I believe that'll count against the Kermican citizens
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> How dare
2: you throw our topic back in my face
0: um, Imprisonment up to a 10 day Flogging and
2: damages up to 1,000 gold pieces Shit, I don't have any gold pieces. My wife took it all. <laughs> uh, all right, so our first Unearthed tips and trick is our character concept. Uh, this comes from our buddy Luke. Um, we titled it the Stitcher. Um, in this character's spare time, they truly enjoy stitching, uh, whether it's clothing, um, dolls, or or bags, or 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 something. Um, they're always keeping their hands uh busy by running stitching something together um when uh, to the point that it's almost an o c d condition when he's not stabbing something or um pretty much when he's just not stabbing something he's stitching something together maybe he's <laughs> ma- maybe he's got a cloak on his back that's like a half made blanket that he's just stitching as he's walking around um did you ever watch bleach the anime y- yeah one of the one of the characters there is like a mad skilled stitcher. Uh, uh what's his the bow and arrow guy what's his name oh are you yeah he uh he does that he does the stitching in his spare time <laughs> oh yeah time. he it's does pretty do- it's pretty dope <laughs> i um, forgot about that um and the more i thought about this when uh he was playing this character the more i thought how cool it would be to be a healer class and reflavor the effects of the spells so let's say um the 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 player takes psychic damage and the, the the healer chants a spell, and they grab the top of the person's head, and this, like, spectral skull opens up, and they, like, are doing, like, a spectral stitch with these magical uh, <laughs> needle and thread as they're stitching the person's wound, psychic wounds back together and then closing it back up.
0: I probably think it's my Irish stanching is an insult to leprechauns. Tater.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. You're not wrong. They'd always be after me, Lucky Charms. But, uh, anyways, uh... And so I thought that this was really cool. And the same thing could go for open wounds if he's got like a, a spectral needle and thread that he's stitching when it's just a reflavoring of the the cure wounds. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that? Phantom, phantom thread. It's sexy. It is sexy. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, they like like the thread glows as this, this pulsating purple. <laughs> and oh, it's hard to describe what I'm thinking of.
2: Use words. Makes it easier.
1: It's because it's a, a skin that I saw on one of the Smite gods, uh-huh. and that's what I'm thinking of. It's a very galactic uh,
2: look. So, yeah, yeah, I really like this concept. I think it would work great as a healer build. Um, at the very least, if you play a character who's all about helping the needy and you're just walking around stitching around little uh, little dolls for girls, that would be glorious. Or the the dolls you stitch together could be of the, your most recent kill, right? Like Uh, some voodoo level shit.
0: I just briefly flashed back to a meme that went around for a while. And and the subtitle was, And they said my 18 points of skills in in sewing would be useless. And they showed a necromancer wearing his enemies' faces as a cloak.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So that'll do it for our character concept, The Stitcher. (laughs) Thanks, Luke, for your submission. I'll take the monster variant. And it's called The Snatching Manticore. I almost
1: called it the Snatch. Snatch?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I realized later that that wasn't a very good idea.
1: (laughs) Uh, The the origin, uh, of course, comes from the Manticore. It's got new features, which is flyby. The Manticore doesn't provoke an op attack
2: when it flies out of an enemy's reach. Which is something that is missing from a lot of monsters.
0: Also useful for making a guy in the radar spill coffee.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to point out that while Ed said he was leaving, he certainly did not miss Snatch. (laughs) Snatch. i guess at that age you gotta catch it wherever you can <laughs> so like
1: yeah these guys they're their credit cards they we got Ian, justin and Brad. they just said snatch
2: <laughs> hold
1: up hold up i'll explain more in a second <laughs> no they're just fucking off now okay so <laughs> all right uh so yeah uh, another uh thing we got here for uh the snatching the snatch
3: <laughs> the snatching manticore we got uh... swoop
1: if the manticore flies at least 30 feet and hits a medium or smaller creature with its claws attack, the target is grappled. It's escape DC is 13 And restrained while the manticore flies upward with it at half its speed. And I can just see where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> um. If a dropped target strikes a solid surface, the target is knocked prone and then takes 3 or 1d6, bludgeoning damage for every 10 feet it was dropped. Every 10 feet.
0: That that's up. Let me go! Let me go! Wait! No! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Are you
1: sure? <laughs> if the target is dropped at another creature, that creature must succeed on a DC 13 Dexterity <laughs> saving throw, or take the same damage and be knocked prone.
2: <laughs> All right, he's falling. Get the fuck out of the way! So, what do you guys think about this? That's hilarious. I mean, every monster movie I've ever seen with a flying creature—they swoop down, they grab people, and then they they fling them into other them. enemies or into walls. <laughs> and this is a good way to kind of. Get that feeling across without really making the, uh, and make the, make the, to get that feeling across and make the combat far more dynamic. Uh-huh. Because no longer is it just fighting them on the ground or it from a distance and shoot it with a bow. It's going to swoop in, fucking grab your ass and fly off with you. It
1: uh, <laughs> says, I would not touch that snatch.
2: <laughs> it's got barbs on it.
1: Hey, Great. What, what makes the creature more interesting is that this is an actual mechanic that's used in real life. I've watched birds do this. When I was in the Navy, I'd watch a seagull pick up a crab, fly, and just drop it and drop them.
0: I've watched videos of deck eagles diving down, grabbing mountain goats outside of cliffs, (laughs) dragging them around (laughs) and (laughs) and jumping them off. (laughs) Just throw
2: them off. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. No, I think think you can really lead into this, too, as a good encounter because you could have a farmer who's complaining that he's finding, you know, his his goats are disappearing, or his sheep are disappearing, or he finds like blood splatters all around his, you know, outside of his property. I think it might be aliens, but I'm not sure. <laughs> um, and I think that could lead that would be a good indicator of what it does, because otherwise, why would you have blood splatters everywhere, right? Um, and could give the players a subtle heads up of what to expect ahead of time. And if they can pick <laughs> up on that, they might be a little more prepared for it. Because really, there's there's really om- it's hard to deal with a character that doesn't provoke op attacks. Yep. It revolves around either having range to hit it no matter where it goes or readying your action, and honestly, players aren't always smart enough to go right to, I ready my action for him to get within range, you know? Right. That doesn't happen as m- Everyone knows that strategy. Everyone's aware of it, but very few actually use it. So uh, so I'm really, I really enjoy this one. So that'll do it for our monster variant, the Snatching Manticore.
0: <laughs> now for the encounter of the podcast. This land is my land, That's and my it's made daughter. for you and
2: me. From
0: California <laughs> to the New York, <laughs> York Islands. Two local farmers are having a dispute about who owns the rights to a plot of land where a small cave was discovered by the farmer's children. The children were struck with an uh, illness while in the cave. However, the farmers learned that the cave was full of poisonous gas as rather well as a crap ton of gold to be mined. Lots of gold, oh yeah, lots of money there. <laughs> <laughs> the two farmers are doing whatever they can in order to ensure that they have the rights to this small cave. This may or may not include some uh, briberies, forgeries of some papers, and maybe even shred the family war, go all Reels and McCoys on each other, if you know what I mean. <laughs> the heroes are hired by one shy to shuttle the claim to the land and clear the poison from their seer cave.
1: That was really good. Thank you. What do you guys think about that? Clear the poison, mine the gold, and leave. Ha! Ah! <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for that, Dick. Um, so there's a couple points that are in here that we've been discussing since we started. Ooh,
0: plot twist. You actually do 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 the paperwork to figure out what's going on here, and you actually find out the the other guy, the one who did not hire you, actually is illegal on the land.
2: Or neither of them own it, and you can fill out the paperwork to claim the land.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) Or the land actually is for sale, but I probably forgot about it, so... (laughs)
2: <laughs> take samples
1: find out if the poisonous gas is flammable if it is throw a torch
2: <laughs> <laughs> um but all in seriousness um Blam-o. this this sort of encounter revolves of a little more subtle tactics it's not necessarily a monster yep. that needs to be countered um there needs to be a cure that needs to be identified you need to figure out what the sources maybe it is a monster maybe it's not but more importantly figuring out who actually owns the property and that comes in the form of Paperwork and 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 money changing hands.
0: Oh crap! What this means? We gotta go into that town with all the guilds. (laughs) 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 Gotta do all that paperwork. First we gotta get to the the scribe's guild to fill all the paperwork, so we can then go to the town hall, so we can then pay the clerk to to look at the paperwork. You then must go through all the then go to the archivist oh man that's one big headache this will take forever
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, we'll just go take this hunt over here to hunt this monster down Gosh, nothing worse than putting something like a real life
1: DMV into the game of
2: DMV <laughs> <laughs> did you
1: see that picture of this one guy in the DMV who
0: actually cosplayed as a sloth for Halloween yes I was <laughs> laughing my head off <laughs> I've not seen that That
2: sounds awesome he he, he plays uh, as uh, uh Flash, Flash. yeah <laughs> <It's> pretty dope. <laughs>
1: Uh, taking a I, shot
2: requires paperwork. If, if you were li- <laughs> if you follow along with what we were talking about with the laws of land, this could lead into them doing some sketchy stuff in order to get what they need done, um, which then, once again, has a chance of failure, leading to arrests and, and bills and shit. <laughs> Shit's seem <even> funnier. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll do it for our encounter of the podcast. Brandon, would you like to do our magic item of the podcast from Jeff Stevens, the Madhouse of Tasha's Kiss"?
1: Madhouse of Tasha's Kiss. Her. Yep. This magic item comes from Jeff Stevens, the Madhouse of Tasha's Kiss. Coincidentally called Tasha's Singing Sword.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: it is a short sword and it is very rare. You gain plus two bonus to attack and damage rolls using the short sword. The short sword deals an additional one D4 thunder damage on a successful hit. <laughs> ho ho ho, ho, ho. <laughs> 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 while in the possession of a creature the sword hums a melody the creature finds soothing or inspiring only the creature in possession of the weapon can hear the music
2: do you hear something
1: El <laughs> problema. <laughs> when used in combat the sword sings loudly breaking out into a massive chorus of multiple voices The emeralds in the hilt light up, pulsing with the rhythm of the song.
2: It's a rave blade, man. (laughs) I was uh, thinking mariachi, personally. You (laughs) want to shoot that shit in battles like. The
1: system
0: is down. The system is
2: down. (laughs) god we're old because that shit's so old you guys <laughs> like our high school age old middle school maybe yeah school?
0: high school <laughs> we
2: did not put it
0: a... that you have the cheat is
1: grounded. grounded we did not put a switch for you to throw waves. we put it there so you could turn lights on and off
2: <laughs> <laughs> um so what do you guys think about this
1: <laughs> good stuff i think it's pretty i i do um where what? it says that or the sword f- breaks out into a, a very loud, massive chorus, yes. multiple voices, is that still only heard by the wielder? No, I don't believe so. I think everybody hears that. <laughs> oh, man, what was that? It's <laughs> like the <laughs> hamster dance. You gotta know, shake the sword. I was like, what the fuck is that?
2: <laughs> like a thief <laughs> sneaking
0: <laughs>
2: up. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> the, sne- <laughs> the thief sneaking up, draws <laughs> his blade <way> out, <laughs> Oh, we're here to kill you, to kill you. We're gonna kill you now. <laughs>
1: you can't stop
0: him he's, he's a juggernaut,
2: the juggernaut. <laughs> oh my god hey Jeff I love this weapon I think this is dope um, and I can't wait to use it in my games <laughs> the sword things,
0: sings your theme song as you
2: enter combat <laughs> oh my god the
1: juggernaut
2: I knew that was you I should have wore my white pants oh god I'm gonna rip you in half now
0: that's Something that Jughead would say.
2: <laughs> Anyways, um, Jeff Stevens, thank you very much for this. If you guys not checked out the Madhouse, Atasha's Kiss, you need to. Um, you can find a link at CritAcademy.com/jeff-stevens. Uh, he's got many cool toys inside this adventure, and the story is just awesome. Uh, that'll do it for a ma- uh, magic item. Our dungeon master tip of the podcast comes from Twitter at PinkDiceGM. In recent games, I require players to write five rumors related to the character's reputation. Too good, too bad, one false. I later pass these out to the other players as things their PCs would have overheard, and it spawns great early roleplay.
0: I, I think that's awesome. It's actually <laughs> hilarious. I heard
2: well, the guy had sex with a goat. <laughs> well, what's interesting is...
0: Really? Because I heard you he effed up a goat. <laughs> he just looks,
1: he just looks he's like, that's a false statement.
0: Or <laughs> <It's> like close <she's laughs> looking back It's totally forward. true. Or <laughs> the, you write the two good ones, but the two bad ones are different versions of the, of the exact same story.
2: Um, <laughs> I I was reading something. I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. What?
0: What if you write the two good ones, but the two bad rumors are the sa- Are different versions of the exact same story?
2: Oh, just different point of view.
0: I heard the I've done a band leader. I heard he effed the bandit leader. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just That's funny.
2: I just give you an idea. I like that. That's
1: really cool. <laughs> was the bandit leader a woman? Hmm. Does a... it. I, I don't
0: know. Okay. Oh. You know what? I heard this guy conquered lands. Is he known as a conqueror? No. I heard that he raided many enemies and stole the gold. Is he known as a runner? No.
2: But just one sheep? <laughs> <laughs> I was drunk that night. <laughs> Um, so I really like this because if you guys know me before I've done the, I do the, when we do the start a campaign, we do the group bonding, you know, tell me how you know this person. This is a really cool thing because not only does it give people insight into your character, but it can mislead them into your character too. Like if it's a bad piece of information, like, you know, you are the, the murder of your entire clan. Um how would the person that receives that react to that? Knowing that they might be the only person that knows that you are, in fact, the person who slaughtered your entire clan.
0: Great. I, I, I'm now thinking about, like, that one's courtroom scene from The Men Who Stood at Goats. Mm-hmm. This man is charged for hiring hookers for his men. That's a lie! He is also being charged for for bringing narcotics conclusions for his troops. That's up! The hookers were a lie.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I like this because, uh, Anytime you can give opportunity for the other players to know something about the players, but not be sure if it's true or not. Because it's a rumor, right? We, as a players, we know that we wrote down two good, two bad, and one false. But as the players, and as the the characters, you're not going to know if that rumor is true or not. Which then can lead to speculation of other, and talking amongst the other party about it. So, um, I really think this is cool. I think this is a great way to... Uh, build on character development and help build on interactions between the different characters so
1: yeah there you
2: go that's fine (laughs) Hello sorry turned
1: over a new leaf and brandon is not my target i ain't gonna
2: complain i can use a break my back is hurting from all that this carrying of the show and put some bengay on that shit um so that'll do it for our dungeon master tip of the podcast oh i didn't give it a name that'll do it for our dungeon master tip of the podcast the rumor mill from at Pink Dice GM. Thank you for that. That was really yeah. good. I <laughs> he says that was his new target. He goes straight
1: back to you. He spells Ben Gay as K Y. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
2: I really like that stuff. It works well. Yeah, Ben Gay. Not well, and K Y. But they have different uses when I'm rubbing them on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing about one time though where one guy once mixed up the icy hot.
2: <laughs> oh my god. That's a nightmare. How's it feel? Oh, it's hot. I'm hot. I'm hot. Oh my God, That's it's on fire. <laughs> it burns so much. <laughs> yeah, I have that effect, baby. Um, all right, so moving on to our final tip. We have our player tip. Don't, Don't be, be a dick. dick. And you can avoid dickitude by conceding to the DM. It's okay to disagree with your DM. To a point. When the DM makes a ruling and you're not happy with it, Make your point, but try not to get angry or upset or, or 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 you know heated during it. In most cases, the DMs are flexible enough that they will come to some sort of agreement. But it's important to understand that D and D Five E is very abstract by its very nature, yep. especially compared to previous editions. Thus, a debate can arise much more frequently than some in previous editions. Um, and you know, as we know, not everyone. Vision of what's going on, especially when you're doing theater of the mind, is always a hundred percent match, which can create kind of a little bit of variation in what we expect. Um, and because of that, it's easy to say, "Well, I thought this, or I did this, or I did this because I thought this," and and lead to an argument or have a rules interpretation issue. A large argument can really ruin the experience for all the other people at the table while you're two bick- bickering back and forth. Um, if the DM doesn't agree to a change in a ruling. You know, just accept it and move on. It's better for the game. It's better for the environment. After the game, feel free to air your grievances. But for the most part, just let it go like Elsa because sometimes it's not worth the amount of lost time that goes into those.
0: I think a good example of this is there's one time where I was running back at the store an adventures League game Uh and uh, one player decided to cast Smoke Cloud. I'm like, okay. And I drew it on the map as a square. Uh He's like, wait a second. The rule set is already this big. Yeah, and it should be a circle. Well, we're playing a grid map,
2: so it's a square. <laughs> and he got all bent out of shape about it. Yeah, he did. See, that's that's the sort of shit. Just like set it and forget it, man. Like the oven, dude.
0: And if you actually look at Xanthar's <laughs> guide, it would actually back me up on that.
2: Oh, does it? Yeah, because I don't think they draw circles.
0: No, no. And I, I remember like a few times too where people tried to make circles, but I'm like, isn't that with like a you know like a grid t- you can buy mm-hmm. to shape out? I'm like, yeah, but did you buy that for Pathfinder? Yeah, so you shouldn't be using that then. But why not? Because Pathfinder double counts every other diagonal. <laughs> so that's going to change how you measure it out.
2: Yeah, see, that's why I don't bother with that shit no more, because that shit's too confusing. It, It's a fucking radius, man. It's a circle. I don't care. that. And that's.
0: And on a squared grid, it's going to
2: make a square. Yeah, and that, that's why I just avoid the grid altogether now.
0: Now, granted, <laughs> now, granted a lot of that for no me... No circles! <laughs> now, granted, for me, a lot of that comes from the fact that I played 4th Edition, and right. they drew everything in squares.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but you get the point. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about this tip, Brandon? I think this is a great tip because there's been plenty of cases
1: that I've been in where the entire storyline has been dragged down to a grinding halt because two people are arguing about shit.
2: Can I guess who it is? Me and Troy.
1: Yeah, that's that's one. But <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: although uh, uh, another example too though, is so it was one point where I was playing Starfinder at DragonCon. And I knew I'm my next turn. I was probably on throwing a grenade, which people don't use too often. Sometimes, just because you have to cause money, pay money for each one. Right. And because that isn't of very often, I flipped over to the grenade section and read the paragraph that described how they worked three times before my turn. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I throw a grenade. Okay, what, what's my fire? It's this. That's way too high. No, not according to this paragraph.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> And and sometimes <laughs> it's as simple as that. Even I make those mistakes. Hey, can you read it for me to make sure I know? Because I haven't, as a DM, I haven't measured, yeah. mem- memorized everything. I barely memorized my name. So and
0: then you, you see how thick that Starfinder book is.
2: Oh God, yeah. <laughs> you get the point. So, anyways, um, I really like this tip, and I think it's got a lot of value to it. We've talked about something similar, but I don't think we had anything concrete in our UTT. So that'll do it for our player tip of the podcast. Don't, don't be, be a, a dick. dick. You can avoid. Dick. Dick. You can avoid dickitude by <laughs> conceding to the DM. Or argue it right. <laughs> well, the whole point is that is even if you are you are right, just deal with it for now and then bitch about it later. Because um, you don't want to... It's one thing to waste my time and your time. It's something else to waste everybody else's time. Shoot, I remember one time where a player was
0: arguing about how charge worked in Force Edition and the guy's the like, uh, that's not how it works. Yes, it is. No, I'm reading the book right now. Here, here's this paragraph. Here's the paragraph out loud. Well, it's wrong. You are telling me the rulebook's book's wrong. Yes! Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, before uh, <laughs> before we close out, we have one more gift to give away. Compliments of Jeff Stevens.
3: It's been a long few days of travel, and the adventurers are tired of eating rations and sleeping on the ground. The road opens to a small town with an inviting tavern. The smells of grilling meat and ale fill their nostrils, and the sound of laughter and music float out the tavern's door. Unlucky for the adventurers they've stumbled upon Dragon's Breath Tavern. What starts out as a pleasant evening of food, drink, and entertainment soon evolves into an adventure that takes the party into and under Dragon's Breath Tavern. The adventure includes roleplay, exploration, combat, and a dice game called Demon Dice. Ian,
2: who's our winner today? Yeah. Aim Bracey. Congratulations, Ann Bracey! Oh if you enjoyed the adventure, please head on over and leave Jeff Stevens a review. Every review helps improve their product as well as helps get it noticed by other people. So you're definitely doing your uh, doing a good service for the creators when you leave a review.
1: I kind of look like leprechauns in a porno.
2: <laughs> How do you know what leprechauns in a porno look like?
0: Do you really want the question answered?
2: Well, you know what? That would explain <laughs> a lot about Ed. It really would. And he is from our Navy, just just saying. <laughs> uh, join the Navy to uh, take a boat out to the, the find the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Um, so please join. <laughs> That'll do it for our show today. Please join us on our next episode where we hear feedback from you, our heroes. We will be doing our class analysis on Matthew Mercer's Blood Blood Hunter. Blood Hunter. You're welcome, Matthew. Well, that's a different Matthew. I guess that doesn't make as much sense. Matthew's been asking about this for months.
0: Matthew's been asking about a lot of things for months.
2: That's true. <laughs> I ignore most of it. This is the one thing that stuck, but it's because I was already going to do it. <laughs> no, no, no. Aim high. United States Air Force. Brandon is Navy. <laughs> All right. So, um, so join us for uh, that. I'm really excited to go through this. I'm a fan of Critical Role. I say that even though I'm only like thirty episodes into the whole series, which is just crazy long. But uh,
0: that's why I never actually got into it. Yeah, it's long because each episode <laughs> is two hours long. And there's a crap
2: ton of episodes. I'm sorry, what?
0: I have not gotten to the show because it's so freaking long. Each episode is at least a few hours,
2: and <laughs> just... they're like they're like four hour long episodes. It's crazy. Like I, I rest my take, case. It takes me like a month to get through one. Uh, anyways, uh, you 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 are arguing my point for me. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. I was like, you, it's way worse than that. If you have any feedback on our tips and tricks or topics you'd like us to discuss, please send them to us. You can email them to us at CritAcademy at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Academy.
1: Ow. We hope (laughs) you We hope you've enjoyed your experience here at the Credit Academy. If you did, you can help others find the show by leaving a hopefully five-star review on iTunes or platform of your choice.
2: Or just send us a message telling us how much you enjoy the show. <gasps> I got one of those recently, and it was awesome. Did
0: you feel warm and fuzzy inside?
2: I did, and my genitals tickled a little bit. It was fantastic.
0: So that, that one of you and his mother should be happy about that, then? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, review still makes me laugh my head off. <laughs> also, be sure to give us a like and a share. Make sure to subscribe to our show at creditacademy.com so we can help you on your
0: future adventures as well as a chance to win cool prizes each and every week. You will also find links to our fellowship members there as well. And we have lots of very nice fellowship members. The best.
2: They're the most tremendous. (laughs) 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 They're the bigliest. (laughs) The bestest around. Uh, We only have the best uh, fellowship members. Uh, Nobody has better fellowship members than us. Um. (laughs) Gina. (laughs) 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 Uh, definitely check them out Uh, if you haven't listened to D&D Character Lab uh, Garen and Dan do amazing work they make characters every single week and argue the Validian game and Jeff and Gabe do an awesome show where they answer your questions to help bring you the best tabletop experience possible
0: that made me think of the meme online where you came up with a great character idea
2: you're always going to be the DM Kill my pirates with the character. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I'm gonna add this part. If you enjoy our honor tips and tricks, our book now is available as of this recording. You can go to our website and click the link there to find our honor tips and tricks, or you can go and search it on DMs Guild. Uh, I am your host Justin. I'm your co-host Brandon. I'm your co-host Ian. Thanks for listening. Keep your blade sharp and spells prepared, heroes.